0: Hi, this is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park Stand Up Meeting Podcast. And this week we are joined by special guest Malcolm Stead, and along with David Fox. Hey there. And Gary Winnick. Hello. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Malcolm.
1: Hi. How are you doing?
0: Uh, Why don't you uh, tell a little bit about yourself? You're working, I guess, primarily on the Xbox port, although you've done a lot of work, actually most of the work, on the lighting shaders that we've done, and also you rewrote my horrible Waxbox code into (laughs) some Waxbox box code that uh, actually is usable and a lot better. So why don't you just uh, maybe just give everybody a little bit of background on who you are and your history in the business, etc.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, hi, everybody. Let's see. I'm okay. I've been in the industry now for over 20 years uh, not as long as the other guys. I guess I got my very first game published when I was 14 years old. I've been programmer game designer since. And then, you know, uh, I've worked around the world. I'm obviously not American. I am English originally.
0: But, but living in Canada, though.
1: I live in Canada. Yes. Um, lived around the world. It's one of those great things about being in the games industry, being able to live everywhere and do everything and meet awesome people like Ron. Lots of experience doing techie, mathy, programmy stuff. Yeah, like, I guess that's my background. Um
0: so when are you uh, we'll start with you this week so when are you uh, maybe tell us a little bit about what you were doing last week and what you're going to be doing next week
1: Well as as you were saying uh, over the last few months I've rewritten Ron's walk box code or walk box whatever however Ron pronounced that uh, did all the lighting and shaders and we're trying to do other visual effects but it's um, you have to be a bit more creative with the visual effects with something like this where you want to you don't want it to look to next gen, it's to try to get those special effects working and looking nice, but still getting them looking like the retro aesthetic. And those that's always hard.
0: It's like if we if
1: we had shaders on the Commodore sixty
2: four. We did. I guess we, we didn't connected. have shaders. <laughs> that we had shaders. <laughs>
0: we barely had pixels on the Commodore sixty four. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so it's one of those it's one of those fascinating things where you're trying to actually create new effects, but it's not something you can just take off the shelf or download and just have it all ready for you. You have to actually come, be creative with the coding, and my coding is very creative. Yeah, uh, what have i been doing recently, I recently have been trying to get the Xbox up and working. It, we've had some fun with it. Mike, uh, in order to get the Xbox working, um, you have to have online accounts provided by Microsoft. And there's two accounts you need in order to do this. And over the last four, three or four weeks, I think it's been...
0: Yeah, probably about...
1: It's been one of those hilarious things where Microsoft would get me one of the accounts working, but then the other account wouldn't work. And then we'd have a back and forth with them. And each time... We send an email to them. It would take three or four days for them to respond. and then they would fix the other that they had fixed one account and then the other one would break. That's been going back and forth for about three or four weeks now. Finally, finally, after about three or four weeks of um, back and forth, just on Wednesday, I think it was? was it Tuesday? Tuesday or Wednesday this week, we are finally up and running. so we can actually finally start doing some work on this on the actual getting the Xbox working. So that's my. Basically, that's been my last three or four weeks, back and forth emails.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like this big comedy of errors.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been hilarious, but it's one of those things where you have to be careful exactly how you um um explain this to people because uh, with Microsoft there's lots of NDAs and um, non-disclosure agreements. And so we have to be, I have to be very careful about exactly how I say um, <laughs> the, hilari- the hilarity behind all that. But, and uh, um, it's one of those things you kind of really wish you could tell these people exactly how the whole process goes, but I'm not too sure. I, I don't think it's a very wise idea to do so.
0: So what are you working on now? What How's the, what stage are you with the Xbox port?
1: Um, well, if all of these things, whenever you do a port, you end weeks on end, you will have a black screen. And then one day, suddenly things start appearing on it, and um you're just it's all magical. But for weeks on end, you are looking at it going, "Is this gonna work?" I don't know." At the moment it's um it's just a black screen at the moment, <laughs> uh, but eventually sometime in the next week or so, uh, I'll probably end up having you'll see rectangles walking around on the screen, and then eventually you'll have. Actual sprites appearing.
0: Yeah, I got my dev kit as well, but I think I'm gonna wait and set mine up. I'll probably wait until you actually have a build of the game that I can put on there.
1: Yeah, or, or at the very least, uh, make sure all the accounts are working, so you're not going through the same process I went through.
0: Yeah, I'll make sure there's a three-week lead time
1: to get it all working, at least.
0: <laughs> well, great, um David. Why don't you go next? Okay. So,
2: well, first I wanted to say, hey, Malcolm. This is, I mean, we've we've been you know talking back and forth for months via text and this is actually the first time we've ever talked in person so i've never heard your voice before didn't know how you talk any of that so it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's
1: so a hi. very sexy voice hi <laughs> hi
2: okay so finish the push for the town We're having a hard time leaving the town because once we finish it now all these bug reports are coming in uh where rob is going through and finding a lot of uh, Interactions that just really weren't tested, so I'm really spending most of my time in the town still fixing those things. And Ron changed something in the in the engine, which allows how far you can be from an object before you can interact with it and reduce the distance. So there were a bunch of places where um, you could touch or look at an object before, but now it's breaking because those objects, their used position, the place where you actually end up standing, was too far away from the nearest walk box. So I'm making those fixes. And we're also doing some testing now, walking other actors, other the characters around the town And having them look at things and say things, and in some cases, it just doesn't make any sense because we were assuming when we first wrote it that it might be one of the agents who are new to town as opposed to someone who's who's lived there. So we're going to have to go back and add a bunch of text, conditional text based on who's saying it. Ron noticed that it looked kind of strange that when you open a door in the town and you leave it open it just stays open you walk by and the the bank door is open and the diner door is wide open and just felt wrong so added some ron added some auto closing code oh i guess before that we actually had art from i think end of the previous week where all the doors now open and close so after that was wired in there's a bunch of things that broke where we didn't have to worry about whether the door was open or closed when an actor appears in a cutscene at the door looking like they walk through a closed door so all these little changes that kind of ripple through as you add, add more art yesterday i was looking at the first two rooms in the sewer that um, jen wired up and she's going to be doing all the sewer wiring i'm going to talk to her later today and give her some feedback on some things that she could do a little differently and actually show her, show her how to do lighting i've been the one doing most of the lighting up to now Figured out how it works and, and we'll show her how to do that. And also adding the first final versions of the circus rooms from Mark. And we also spent some time kind of going over the circus gameplay and getting that refined. And I think that's clear. So I think next week it's probably more butt fixes, circus, and Probably gonna have to do some stuff with the with the map. We have the map that you can use.
0: Yeah, how much of the map is working? I actually haven't left the the town to see the map working yet.
2: Yeah, the map works as it did, just with much. I mean, if you look at the walk boxes there, I try to keep you on the path. So there's this is probably the most complex walk boxes in the whole uh, game because they because you're trying to keep this tiny three pixel tall actor on a one pixel wide trail. <laughs> and have it look like they're actually stuck. So lots of lots of points, and it
0: worked. Yeah, the actor takes a lot of shortcuts, I've noticed right now. Yeah, I think, I think that might be, they shouldn't take
2: too many. I'm trying to narrow it, so you could bug that if you want. If you see one that looks really weird. But it's hard to, to get in any closer, because the, the walk boxes have to be at least what, one or two pixels wide. The tool is not designed for really fine detail work like
3: that. So try to
0: get as close as I could with that. Yeah, I haven't seen any that actually look that bad. It's it's just a video game.
3: Now, I we... am I'm noticing that the iteration it seems of bug fixes, David and Ron too, seem to be like faster and faster. I don't know if it's because you're doing tons and tons of little bugs and there's less big bugs to do, or what the reason for that is. But it just seems like the iteration of the game, like you know, changing with each uh, day, seems to be just you know getting faster and faster. Unless that's just my perception of it.
2: There's, there was a whole bunch of really small, easy ones to fix, you know, just have like a look at verb code text for, for a door or exit when it wasn't really a door and just things like that, which take two minutes, probably takes faster to do them than it was to write the bug.
0: (laughs) that's so true sometimes there are times when i'm i'm playtesting the game and i see something wrong and i don't even bother filing a bug i just open up bb edit and i just fix it right there because yeah it would be faster or slower to file a bug yeah yeah i think
2: i think that's mostly it i think that's that's the plan so i'm looking forward to talking to jen and and showing her the tricks of the great light code that mel created
0: yeah i was looking at that light code i didn't i haven't done any of the lights i think you've done all the lights and i was i was looking at your code uh the other day and i just did not have a clue (laughs) as to what any of those numbers meant so
2: yeah well i i forget but i think i now have at least you know some of them i don't touch too much or, or tweak if it doesn't there, there are lots of controls that you gave us Mal, like how soft the edges are, how far the light goes, the color of the light, the brightness, you know, how wide the beam is, the direction of the beam, and all those can you know work together really well when you you know once to figure out how to how to make them work.
0: Well, I think the thing that I need to do, especially if we end up using this engine again, is I need to build all the light stuff into Wimpy. Yeah. So when you're setting up a room, you, you know, visually just drag the light on and then just change those parameters with, you know, little sliders and, you know, handles and stuff like that. That would be so cool. Yeah. That'd be so much easier. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of silly that we're doing it all in code right now, but I, I sometimes like to do things in code as a first pass just to make sure that we like what we have before we, you go write a big tool, you know, to deal with it. So, yeah. All right. Uh, what are you, you going to do next week?
2: Uh, probably Circus, if I can get to it. There, I now have enough pieces where um, I can do several of the new puzzles we talked about. So hopefully get onto
3: that. Uh, Also, I have to do the map. I have to finish the map.
0: Okay. Gary?
3: Um, Anyway, first of all, I'll say uh, welcome, Malcolm. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Haven't talked to you previously as well um, and uh, expect that we will have some dialogues, at least via uh, Slack, as uh, the Xbox gets rolling. So looking forward to actually seeing something on that besides a black screen, hopefully sometime soon, but we'll (laughs) see that. Um been working mainly on the circus. as David did say, there's, uh, you know, a number of bugs circling around from the town that keep coming back. But the priority of them since it's lower than the circus stuff, you know, Ron, Pretty much has you know a good uh, system of what the level of priority of stuff is. I'm pretty much still mainly working on the new um, push, which is the circus. Uh, let me see. I think I can say this. Uh, I don't think I'm giving anything away. I finished working on a, animating a rat yesterday. Can I say that?
0: Yeah, you can say that. It's a big rat spoiler though. The
3: other thing about doing a rat, you know, in this resolution is there's not much more than you can do than like. A th- you know, a three pixel wide face with like two little dots for eyes and a black dot for a nose. So uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Actually, the thing about that that's interesting is you can still rearrange a lot of the pixels around that. You still have a tendency to be sitting there like fiddling with one pixel this way and that way. And finally, you just have to let go of it and move on. So, you know, it's kind of like the faces on the characters. You, could, you need to sort of at some point just stop and move forward. So that's what I've been doing because trying to stay on schedule. Uh, as I said, working on the circus, there's a lot of kind of interesting things about that. Uh, Ransom's flashback as well as the circus are kind of both being done simultaneously in terms of fleshing everything out. So that's all coming along. And uh, let me see here. uh, Pretty much expect to be working on finishing up that area this next week as well. So that's kind of it. Oh, and you know, been looking at what Mark is doing. Octavia is also doing rooms right now. He's been doing the sewer rooms and I think he's doing a really fabulous job matching the overall style. It's a different enough area. So, You know, in the old days when you did Monkey Island, you could have Mark Ferrari working on a piece and Steve Purcell working on a piece and they still kind of all fit together. And this is all, I think, fitting together. All of the art styles are sort of meshing very well and I feel pretty good about it now. Whereas when we first started out, it was very confusing and we weren't sure if this was all going to work. I think it's working pretty well right now.
0: Yeah, Octavia's stuff is is really good. He he spent a bunch of time on his first room trying to match Mark's style and the way Mark did lighting and stuff. So the first room, you know, we went through a lot of iterations, but, you know, I, I think Octavia got it Really fast, so
3: no, so so, but everything now feels like it's all in sync and moving forward, and I think can be, you know, uh, uh, you know, I'll go out on a limb and say this, but I think everything, at least in terms of the graphics side, is getting fairly predictable at this point in time. So it's just a matter of, you know, we have a lot, a big list of stuff to move through, but I think we have a pretty good handle on how fast it's going to be and what everybody's doing. So that feels pretty good right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, if production's done right, production is just turning a crank, turning the handle on the machine, and
3: I mean, have grind through it. Is that all I had to do? I didn't realize that. I've, I've been drawing pictures with a mouse. Yeah, just... no,
0: it's just a crank, Gary. You just you just turn this crank and pixels come out the other
3: end. i <laughs> one of those on eBay or
0: something.
3: <laughs> in, in any case, that's what I've been doing, and that's what I'll be continuing to do next week.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. For me, I'm uh, f- still fixing a lot of bugs in the save load system. problem with bugs in the save load system is they're really subtle. You know, you never... You never just know it, it's always when you load up a game, you realize sometime later that something didn't restore right. And so it's just a lot of going back and figuring out what things I had missed to save. So I did a lot of that. Uh, as David mentioned, uh, we did this auto close uh, door code, so when you walk out certain doors—not not all of them—but when you walk out of certain doors, you know they will close behind you. It's pretty easy to open do- um, doors in the game; you just right-click on them to open them. So it's pretty easy to open them, and now uh, the closing is automatic. Uh, getting ready for play testing. Hopefully next week we're going to start actual play testing with non-team members and that'll be really exciting to see people who play the game so we're just trying to get a bunch of bugs fixed and get a code lock on that so we can start to play testing and uh, yesterday i got the first dump of music from steve kirk so i wrote a very simple version of our music system that kind of could you know chain and pull music together and i got um, the sketches that he did into the game so there is actually music now as you walk around uh, the game so i think is i think the music's good, but it's not quite the right feel that I think it needs for the game. Uh, Steve's actually coming over today, and we're gonna sit down and play through the game together, and listen to the music and talk about the music, um, music a little bit more. And so I imagine over the next week uh, we'll probably have a bunch more music that we'll be putting in.
2: I like. I really like the way it sounds. I I, I agree that it's slightly. It might be a little slow, maybe a little too laid back.
0: Yeah, it's kind of. It it almost has this. Like a smooth jazz feel to it. I love that kind of music. I, I
2: realized that hearing the music make, would make me want to go back and rewrite all the dialogue to make it kind of match with the rhythm of the music. <laughs> and so it's really good to get that in earlier, because then it might inspire different ways to write it once we get that set.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the music that he did is really good. I, I really like it, but I, I think we'll kind of tune it a little bit to be kind of a... a, a It's hard to describe, but I guess a a slightly harder edge to it and kind of a less smoother, you know, more of a mysterious type edge to it. But I mean Steve's really good at taking direction because I I don't know anything about music at all. So but I've worked with him before and he's really good about just kind of sitting down and talking through stuff. And you know, usually takes him, you know, one iteration cycle to to nail things pretty closely. So I'm pretty excited about the music going in.
2: I think the other thing too is going to be getting the levels so they work right. Um I noticed that some sounds vanished completely and other sounds where it could just barely be heard, so I I can see that's going to be take some adjustments to get those the balance between music and sound effects.
0: Yeah, I did notice in the rooms that had the crickets in them with the music going and the crickets, it, it, those two things kind of conflicted with each other. So right. that's right. something I think we'll have to we'll definitely have to play with a little bit. I,
2: mean, <clears throat> I could see like a, a relatively thin musical score if you want to have the ambient sound happening, like crickets. You know, pull it way back, and you know maybe some drums and some you know occasional things happening rather than really
0: lush well we do have the ability to have different music in different rooms and it will i mean it's not going to be as good as imuse was at chaining the music together but you will be able to you know chain the pieces together as you walk around the world so Like in those outside scenes with the crickets, we could just have, you know, different music in those things versus on the inside. I mean, we'll play around with it. It's kind of a fun process to tinker around with and figure out a good solution for.
2: Did you see Birdman?
0: Yeah, I did. Uh
2: Uh-huh. The idea of like, you know, just playing it back to just like drums, sting a drum you know drum rhythm solo type thing happening in some places
0: yeah that was good music i like that well anyway that's me and then uh, next week i guess just mostly doing a lot of stuff to get ready for the play test i've been doing a lot of playing the game and you know looking at the rough edges that we see there was one thing we saw uh yesterday from uh watching uh somebody play the game that I think the beginning was just a little bit confusing, so we kind of made a, a very quick fix to that, almost a hack fix to that, um, to be able to test that next week. So just a lot of that stuff with the play testing and bug fixing and, and whatnot. And that is my week. All right, well, thanks, everybody, and thanks a lot to Malcolm for joining us.
1: Thank you. Um, can I quickly add something, Ron, please? Sure, go ahead. Um, one thing I've noticed whenever we whenever we talk about lighting um, in the comments thread underneath, um, we always end up with people saying, why don't you guys use normal maps for your characters and things? And So I just want to assure that the code supports all of that, but we um, there are extra difficulties in doing so in terms of um, getting... When you have individually drawn characters and individually drawn sprites that we have, that basically doubles the amount of work that needs to be done for each character. Whether or not it gets done is another thing, but it's one of those things that keeps popping up in the comments, thread. so I just wanted to um, assure people.
0: The normal map, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, Malcolm, all the code's there, and we actually have the pipeline to support it. It's just that it's a lot of work because somebody has to go through and do all the normal maps. And there are some tools out there that help you, but they don't really help us because these tools are kind of assuming that your entire character is a single image that they light and our animations are actually broken up into pieces right we have the yep. heads and we have the bodies and we have all these little things that might be might go in their hands and the normal map lighting doesn't really understand that so yeah i think we have to figure out how we're going to do it because i yep. think having somebody hand paint all the normal maps probably isn't a very cost-effective way to do things.
1: I think it's the only realistic way it's going to look good, and is I to don't. And, it. Yeah, and then it's just, it's a lot of work, and it's basically doubling the artist's work for every single character. So I just wanted to, to point out that it's not one of those things you can just press a button and it's done. Right.
0: Well, it's okay. Gary Gary's going to review all the phone messages and do the Linux port, so he can just do all the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll
1: too. just tack that right
3: on. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure. You know. Yeah. It's another one of those things where sure, sure,
1: why not?
0: Yeah, it's it's just more work, right? That's easy. Yeah,
1: you can do that in your sleep, can't you? <laughs> you don't need to sleep. Then forget <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh thanks everybody, and uh, we will talk to people next week.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, bye bye. Bye bye.
3: Bye bye.
0: These podcasts are just one big lie. So,
1: oh, I thought they
3: were real.